Hey everybody, buckle up for this Tuesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Much better today. You never took that out, did you? Yes, I did. Yesterday you did? I did. Okay. I, well, I edited it down. I edited the gap from about 16 seconds <laughs> to about 7. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay. Um, so my very favorite of all the stories all the time is these runs that they have. Um, You've never run in your life. No, I'm being sarcastic about these being my favorite stories. Um, I just feel like Disney constantly has um, marathons, and I think they're doing it to make money. Although people love them, so uh, whatever. Um, now Disneyland Paris has their own princess run. That's right. Disneyland Paris is going to have a princess run from May eighth through the tenth. Uh, they're going to be. They're going to have a five k, um, an eight k, and then because we're over in Europe, we're going to have a hundred meter, two hundred meter, and one kilometer run. Um, they are going to be celebrating the 70th anniversary of Cinderella with a 13K, which I believe is a marathon. Um, and, uh, of course, they've got shiny new medals to give everybody, so that's always a big thing is the uh, the swag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's funny, like, you know, we were talking beforehand. I said, I, I think eventually they're going to, you know, start doing marathons in, like, every resort. Yep. And, you know, it's things now how people want to go. They want to go by coastal so they can get the combined medal for finishing one in... You know, one in Florida and one in California. Well, I can see them putting, you know, finish one in Shanghai and one in... Probably. And people will do it. Yeah. Because the runners are a very dedicated group. Yeah. I just... I don't get it. But, you know, I'm not a runner, so that's probably why. Um, also in Paris, Autopia reopened over there and they've got some new magic. That's right. They opened up a rev- uh, revised, updated, modified version of Autopia. So they've each car now has a unique color scheme, so there's no uh, no identical cars. They put in 1,500 LED lights, and, um, you know, they've just kind of plussed it up a little bit. So there's a cute little video that they posted on the Disney blog, so I will link that to our page if you want to see what the uh, European version of Autopia looks like. All right. I, I think all of the Autopias need a little bit of love. I love them. I don't think they need anything. You like the gas smell in... Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Okay. No, not at all. It's classic. Um, Disney Parks has released uh, merchandise for 2020 for the new year. Um, what do they have? Uh, you know, as always, it is the standard, uh, you know, 2020 uh, logo in the Fab Four colors, kind of in that Disney stylized uh, font. Um, but... You know, it's just, it's hitting the shelves now, which I think is usually a little late, uh, you know, two weeks before yeah. New Year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the 2020 merchandise, you know, from, from the ears to the mugs to the shirts to Christmas ornaments to zipper pulls, and it's actually available worldwide. Um, so Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. Nothing about uh, Tokyo here, hmm. which is which is funny. Maybe they don't like 2020. Maybe. Um so you're saying it's just hitting the shelves, but maybe it's not. I mean, it could have been out for a month. This is on the Disney Parks blog they're talking about it, and Disney Parks blog is just really a, an opportunity for advertising for Disney, so they just might now be taking the opportunity to uh, point out their new merchandise. Disney Parks blog is for news. And advertising. Marketing. <laughs> okay. Um, there was something about Ariel in the, in the Disney Doodle that you thought was cute. That's right. If you are on the Disney Parks blog, we've talked before about these little Disney Doodles that can be downloaded and saved for screensavers or backgrounds or wallpaper. Uh, and it's just a very cute uh, uh, doodle of Ariel and her sisters. 
Uh, there are six of them, and I, I can't remember their names, but they all start with A. Um, and they are dressed up as though they're performing in the candlelight processional. It, it's just, it's a cute little doodle. So if you're into the doodles and you've checked other ones out, you might want to go check this one out. All right. Um, so the Riviera Resort is open. And yesterday they did the grand opening um, live streamed. I wanted to watch it and I totally forgot about it and missed it. Um, but that's there. Tony's going to post it to our page. That's right. Uh, at 9.55 a.m. yesterday, the resort officially opened. Um, the video is about 19 and a half minutes long. If you'd like to watch it, there's tons of character stuff and, you know, you see some of the costumes and the uniforms that people will be wearing. Um, but this is Disney's newest vacation club. It is about 300, uh, 300 units, um, 10 story building on where they build it. Caribbean on what used to be part of the Caribbean beach resort. Right. Um, Skyliner goes through it, so it's uh, it's pretty big. Yep. It, it's it's a it's a nice resort, and you know Riviera. It's kind of themed after the the Riviera area over in Europe. Walt was a big uh, vacationer over there. They would cruise over there uh, in the 30s and 40s, and um, that's kind of where they got the inspiration for this this resort. All right, I'm going to watch this after we finish uh, recording. Okay. Um, and then they also released um, some new ears for DVC members at the Riviera Resort. They're really cute. I kind of wish they didn't say DVC member, um, but they're there and they're with the other DVC merchandise in the shop at the Riviera Resort. Would you like to describe what, what is on the ears? No. Okay. You can. I'm not oh. really sure what everything is. So. Well, it's, it's just uh, white ears uh, that say Disney Vacation Club member. Uh, there's a little logo for the Riviera Resort. There, uh, there's horses playing polo. There's a little tree. There's uh, the Skyliner co- uh, cabin because the Skyliner goes through there, and then the, and like a giraffe. Why is there like a giraffe? Uh, that, I don't understand that. I that. haven't figured out. Maybe there's a giraffe somewhere in the. Uh, in and the, the giraffes aren't in the Riviera, are they? No, maybe they have one giraffe. I'm a little confused by the I'm confused, too. Um, but then the bow has... What color would you say that is? Fuchsia. Fuchsia. Uh, a fuchsia band uh, and bow covered in sequins. Uh, of course, these ears, like the rest of them, are $27.99. And it can be found at the La Boutique, which is the Disney Riviera gift shop. All right. Um, Rise of the Resistance. The um, ability to get into boarding groups for that uh, have been getting uh, more and more difficult. You have to show up earlier and earlier, but now they have added backup boarding groups. I think that's supposed to start, um, did it start already? Was it Monday? It, it did. I think Monday it started. Do you want to talk a little bit about yeah. what it is? So a boarding, a backup boarding group is once uh, boarding groups have reached capacities for the day, which is 120 boarding groups, uh, they have started giving out backup boarding groups beginning with number 121. So if they have, if all of the original boarding groups have been called and there is additional capacity for more riders in the course of the day, then the backup boarding groups will begin being utilized. Um, so there's no guarantee that you get in, even with a regular boarding group. So uh, when, I wonder, when are you signing up for these, though? Is it like the signing up slots come right as, you know, they're all open at the same time, basically, when you're, as, so like, as, as soon as, soon as 120 the is gone. have been allocated. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm sure it gets to a point where the backup boarding groups have Stop all been allocated. allocated. Right. right. Um, I kind of wish they were doing the backup boarding groups 
later in the day when they realize that they're going to have time for them. Mm -hmm. You know, it would give people who were in the park an opportunity to maybe get on one. Right. You know, without, you know, not being there early and, and planning. But, you know, you don't go there just for that. You're, you're there in the park to do other things and... Right, you know, like you 6 get... o'clock rolls around, they figure out that, hey, we've got the capacity later in the evening, let's yeah. throw in some boarding Right, groups. and whether they have like, had like a set time, I was hoping, you know, all right, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, that's the time when they give out, you know, if there's going to be availability, they give out these extra ones, but mm-hmm. I guess they're doing it in the morning. I don't love that. But. Yeah, and the boarding group, uh, when, when you read the uh, notification, it does state that boarding groups 121 and above will only be called if all of the initial planned boarding groups have been called back and there's capacity for more riders. Because the tough thing with the boarding groups is... You know, you're assigning a boarding group to somebody, which lets, I don't know how many people are in a boarding group. Let's just say it's 50. Right. And they send out the notification that your group can come back. So you've got a two hour window. So you know that some people aren't making the two hour window. Not many. I don't don't, think that's the issue. At this point, I don't know. I think the thing is that they don't know. They're probably not, 120 boarding groups is probably a lot less than they can probably fit through in a day if the ride runs smoothly. So they're probably building into that 120 boarding groups the fact that the ride might be down for an hour here or there. Um, You know, that there could be some sort of issues. So if everything, if they have a day where everything goes smoothly, they're going to have time at the end. Um, So, I mean, I think it's good that they're doing that. I mean, why let the thing sit Mm -hmm. unused at the end of the night? Right. Uh, May as well use it up. But, um, yeah. Anyway. So that's good that they're doing that. And then... um, Avatar is going to be 10 years old very soon, which is kind of incredible. I can't believe it's been 10 years. And to celebrate that, um, they have a cupcake. <laughs> well, we, we spoke a couple weeks ago about there was some special merchandise coming out. Um, the actual 10th anniversary is next week. Um, actually, the 10th anniversary of the film Avatar, not of the ride. So it's the, the Avatar film. Um, so they've announced a cupcake that will be available for two days. So between today and the 19th, if you're in uh, Pongu Pongu uh, for some food, you can get a special cupcake, uh, which is a vanilla cake with blueberry cheesecake filling and blueberry buttercream. So it sounds good, but based on these pictures, which are supposed to be these like Instagrammable, beautiful pictures, it looks like um, when the thing was baking, a little kid grabbed the cupcake by the cupcake wrapper and gave it a good old squeeze. Right, because it cup- looks a little crumpled. You know, cupcake wrappers are usually they have these nice little edges on them. Very, and they're, yeah, the they're, ridges, they're ridges that are... and fluted or whatever you want to call it. And uh, this just looks like either a little kid or somebody with like man hands just squeezed, just kind of like grabbed it and squeezed it. And then this is the picture that they post. <laughs> so weird. But um, you know, they're celebrating the tenth anniversary of the film. There are sequels that are currently in pre-production. Uh, finally. Um, and if you follow on December 18th, the their, their Twitter account, which is official avatar, all one word, there will be some special Q&A sessions and behind-the-scene content from the film. Okay. Um, the TTC uh, getting a makeover with the new security checkpoint, and now they have added exterior panels and dormers to that security checkpoint, so it's getting more and more um, looking like it's almost done. Yeah. Okay, that's all we need to say about that. Pretty much. And then yesterday, there was some downtime for dining reservations uh, for Walt Disney World, which was kind of a big deal because it was quite a while from the morning time um, 
about halfway through the day until about 1 20 um, p.m. So it's a, that's a long time. I guess you were able to modify existing reservations, but you were not able to make new ones. Right. And more importantly, you could not make new ones either online or via the phone. Um, yeah. You know, a couple months back, we, we gave you the story about Disney wanting to make the official method, you know, the online method, and uh, they could not they could not meet guest demand in either way. Um, so when the system's down like that, it's it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, well, especially for people who are you know counting the days to until they could make their reservations. You know, they get up first thing in the morning to call and you know make those really hard to get reservations, and uh, you know you can't get in. So that's uh, upsetting for them. But I'm sure once it was back up, things were uh, everybody was calling and getting what they wanted. I mean, it's not like somebody else was getting what they wanted, right? Um, in Epcot, the art of Disney has moved over to Heritage Manor in the American Experience. That's right. It uh, We mentioned back in, I don't know, October, November, that the art of Disney was going to move. Uh, it has done so. The old store has been shuttered. don't know if it's going to be knocked down or, or what they're going to replace it with. Uh, but the new store, as Cheryl mentioned, is now uh, over in um, the American mm-hmm. Pavilion. Uh, and it's a you know nice little classical federal style building uh this closure and relocation is part of the project gamma expansion for future world um yeah the space where it was previously right by spaceship earth um is getting a a big overhaul so i'm guessing they're probably just going to knock down that other building but right so it's a big space uh there's a ton of art whether you like paintings or the maquettes or you know statuary um if you enjoyed the old Art of Disney store, you're going to enjoy the new Art of Disney store. I think I like it better in its new location. To me, there wasn't really ever anything to look at or do really in the American Adventure. You know, if you were listening to music, you know, if you could right. go into the theater for something, um, that was great. And every, I don't know, five years maybe we would go in to see... Um, the American Experience. Right, the American Experience. But really, if you're just sort of walking through there, there's no shops to go look right. in or anything. So it's nice that there's a shop now to, to check out when you're in that section. There are two things I would do in the American Pavilion. What? Uh, watch the drum, Fife and Drum Corps. And eat funnel cakes. And watch, well, I don't like <laughs> to eat the funnel cakes. I like to watch them make the funnel cakes. Well, that's boring. I know. I'd much rather eat them. Um and then Universal has pledged land to build a thousand affordable housing units. Do you know anything about this? I do. Uh, so Universal announced that they are pledging twenty acres to build up to a thousand affordable housing units to help address the housing crisis in Central Florida. Uh, three acres of land are also going to be set aside for mass transit connections. Um, Universal, you know, won't divulge any other details because this is in the planning stages. But they're just being good corporate citizens, considering there's a new theme park. They're trying to see what else they can do. Yeah, I mean, that seems good. I know that that there's problems with people finding affordable housing. Um, So if they've got some apartments and stuff that that these um, theme park workers can live in, and it sounds like they're um, taking care of, like, transportation so that all these people don't have to um, have cars and everything, they'll be able to get back and forth with um, with. Uh, public transit fairly easily, so um, good for Universal. Yeah, and and on the back end of that, uh, this announcement conveniently was uh, less than 24 hours uh, before... After. After? 24 hours before... Sorry. uh, The uh, county commissioners are voting on a plan to give $125 million in local tax money to help Universal pay for a new road through their 750-acre property. Okay. That they're going to build Epic Universe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say... Oh, because they're voting on it, so right. they want it to look... Right. Yeah. 
Philip. So, well, but sorry. you know what? They're they're taking steps. Whether it's it's a you know uh, a, a quid pro quo type of thing, or they're just being good corporate citizens. It's it's affordable housing, and that's always good. Right. Um, and then uh, Virgin uh, has is launching a cruise line, and the first of their ships, the Scarlet Lady, is now in sea trials. That's right, which is pretty big. Um, sea trials is when the ship is completed and the, the shipyard takes it out and tests everything. Um, as Cheryl mentioned, Virgin uh, and owner Richard Branson are getting into the cruise industry. Uh, the Scarlet Lady is going to be uh, homeported in Miami beginning in April. Uh, it's about a 2,700 passenger cruise liner, uh, which is about the size of the Dream or the Magic. Um, I'm sorry, of the uh, Magic or the Wonder. Um, and uh, right now over in Europe, uh, like we said, sea trials are going on. Uh, the shipyard is expected to hand the ship over to Virgin on February 14th, and they will have some preview sailings and then the official maiden voyage on April 1st. This is going to be an adults-only cruise line, um, and it's definitely obviously geared towards adults with things like uh, tattoo parlors and yeah, obviously a casino. Right. I don't remember what other things Yeah, it's, it's very, uh, you know, there's going to be yoga and you know, open dining plans and seating and yeah, right. A drinks. Lot. And it's focused it, It's focused on party, right. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, well, it's adult, it's, it's adult entertainment, um, you know. Right. That's what's what adults, most adults, not these two adults right here, but right. that's what most adults like to do. Right. So the Scarlet Lady is going to sail the Caribbean year-round, and then the sister ship, the Valiant Lady, uh, will sail the Mediterranean uh, upon its debut in 2021. Uh, they're the first of, uh, these will be the first two of four ships in the fleet, which are all going to be, as Cheryl mentioned, adult-only vessels. Um there are 78 suites, 15 of which are called Mega Rockstar Suites. <laughs> and uh, 86% of the cabins have a balcony. 93% have an ocean view. There's going to be over 20 restaurants. Um, oh, the first tattoo parlor at sea. Yeah. You know, here's the difference. Disney was so excited that they had the first... <laughs> fireworks uh, at sea. <laughs> the first fireworks at sea. And, and here you can... Now, I don't necessarily know that I want to get a tattoo in, you know... Uh, 15 foot seas or 30 foot seas uh, and having something rolling and rocking around. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be very successful. It's it's not for us, but um, there's plenty of people who are very excited about it. So mm-hmm. that is coming. Yeah. And one of the highlights was that it was supposed to have Cuba on its itinerary, but because of uh, the U.S. government no longer allowing ships to sail to, to Cuba, uh, they are now going to be stopping at Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that is the news today. You want to give our spiel? Sure. Um, come and join us over at the Disney Drive Time Facebook page. Um, we're always happy to have your questions and your input on our shows. Um, that's it. So until next time, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Tony, and you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Now who's screwing it up? <laughs>